feel the draft? That's what Scott Drew thinks, and many an NBA draft prognosticator has said about the Jazz getting Jared Butler at 40. This is Round Ball Roundup on UtahJazz.com. I'm JP Chunga. We're talking to Scott Drew on the podcast today as he gives a rundown of not only Butler, but Macy Oteague is going to be with the Jazz's Summer League roster as Jazz Summer League starts on Tuesday, runs till Friday, and it'll be followed up by Vegas, where I will be next week. Recording this about an hour before free agency starts, so not huge discussion on that front with Scott Drew. Don't think that it is his area of expertise when it comes to cap sheets and luxury tax, which the Jazz are in. If you want to hear about free agency, did the podcast with Bobby Marks. He gives a rundown of what the Jazz should face this offseason with it really being simple. Mike Conley, what's the number? What do you offer him? How does he come back? That trade last week, Derek Favors goes to the Thunder. It opens up more opportunities to lower that luxury tax bill come the end of the season. And before those implications, shout out Derek Favors for all the work that he did for the Jazz tirelessly, professionally, he is class personified. There's a reason why he's still around this league after coming out of Georgia Tech. He is one of the top backup centers in the entire league. And for favors in a Jazz uniform, he was huge last season in improving those minutes where Rudy Gobert wasn't on the floor. So that's the question when it comes to next season. How are they going to do in those minutes where Derek Favors isn't able to provide what he can do? Who steps up? And as the league continues to go further and further out, still Derek Favors has a job because he's so good at what he can do in rim protection. Professional guy, if you think about one Derek Favors game to rewatch or think about, game two, 2018 against OKC. Double-double, the high mark on his jazz career, and a culmination of going through all of those rebuilding seasons, being a part of the core four, seeing different iterations of the jazz, going through Ty Corbin and Quinn Snyder. He's one of the good guys in the league. When he comes back, fully deserving of a standing ovation if he makes his return with the Thunder. Okay, as for draft and what the jazz did, having the 30th pick, trading back, and landing Jared Butler, maybe the consensus is right. Don't have to overthink this. Might be the steal of the draft. A player who the only reason why he fell is due to his medicals, and that's something that happened to Malcolm Brogdon. He was highly touted, and as somebody who watches college basketball and enjoys college basketball, he is everything you want. I'm watching him against Illinois, and he cares on the defensive end. He is bullying smaller guards when they get switched on him. He has dynamic feel for the game, and he does that thing that I love to watch in college basketball, and that's effort. If you have effort at that level, it will translate to the pro level. He falls so far, but to a team that he can impact. A team that's good, that has a good culture, and he can learn under good players. Donovan Mitchell, Davion's brother. We already know, Baylor, very similar to jazz DNA. Sikkim culture, very similar to jazz culture. 
but enough for me. And I know it's it's less numbers heavy than you would think when it comes to the draft. I should be spouting off three point percentages. Yes, I would, if not for Scott Drew, head coach of the men's basketball program over at Baylor. He brought his notes. He was first to bring up Syracuse in our conversation. So playing round ball roundup, bingo. A lot of things right there. As always, five stars. Nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Check us out next week from Vegas. Have a lot of good things going for you. And obviously a recap of free agency, what they do, and what happens around the league. Please enjoy. National Championship Head Coach, Scott Drew. Well, I was hoping to come up this year for the finals. And then, uh, uh, as you know, uh, uh, obviously injuries affect every team. And, and it's amazing how you can you can uh, uh, go from a great coach to a very average coach quickly when you lose uh, a key member of your team. And uh, I thought if the Jazz could have stayed healthy, unbelievable finishing with the best record uh, in the NBA. And I thought they were uh, poised to have a great run in the playoffs. And they had a great year. Um, but, but again, I, I, as coaches, you, you just hate when uh, key injuries happen in the postseason because um, you know how that affects your team. How attuned are you to postseason NBA basketball when you've got that, you've got your own program to keep an eye on, and also some of your players are getting ready to be high draft picks? In well, the, that, that's in why you, when you asked when your ne- next trip to the uh, to Salt Lake City was, I, was, I planned it to be in the uh, finals of the NBA. So, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, again, I know at the same time, um, uh, injuries affect teams. One playoff series doesn't define a year. I mean, uh, what Utah has been able to achieve, and, and uh, uh, I know Dennis Lindsay, Jake Lindsay, Royce O'Neal, a lot of Bears uh, with connections there. I think uh, both of us have been successful for a reason, and that is we have the same formula. And you look at it in the last two years, we're the winningest team in the Power Five. Uh, um, unbelievable collegiate success we've had. And uh, uh, the best record in the NBA, the Jazz, unbelievable success they've had. High character kids, great work ethic, uh, great teammates. And uh, that's why I think uh, uh, both of us have been so successful. And um, that's why uh, I know Royce has uh, done well there. And Jared will do well and Macy will do well because uh, it's, it's the same uh, 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 reasons for success. Let's talk about Jared Butler and Macy Oteague, starting with Jared Butler, picked number 40 for the Utah Jazz. What type of player are they, they getting? Where did it start with you in that recruitment as at first? Do you see him maybe go to Alabama and then eventually make his way to Baylor? Uh, how far has he come from the player that you saw first recruiting him? Well, I think I think first and foremost, uh, you look at it, and uh, we didn't have a scholarship at the time. And Jake was uh, uh, coming off an injury and ended up uh, giving up his scholarship for Jared Butler and uh, medically uh, 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 disqualifying himself. And so he first gave up the scholarship. And then, as you know, uh, uh, we played up there in Salt Lake City. I think we played, was it Syracuse? Who was that we played? <laughs> uh, some orange team <laughs> with, with a legendary head coach, Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm only joking because I know you're a Syracuse guy. But uh, uh, anyway, it was a great win, a great game. Uh, a lot of threes made that night, but uh, that was uh, Jared Butler's first trip to Salt Lake City. And then um, a lot of people thought that the, the Jazz got the steal of the draft, getting Jared at uh, 40. And um, 
with, uh, you look at his collegiate uh, success, most decorated uh, uh, player in Baylor history. Um, he's won about every Big 12 award and honor there was. Uh, uh, fourth analytically as far as most uh, productive uh, collegiate player this year. And then uh, uh, what I think is amazing about uh, Jared is uh, the bigger the stage, the bigger the game, uh, the better he played. He's one of the few college players that actually played better in tier one games than he did tier two games. So uh, uh, you look at the final four uh, MVP, um, him and Carmelo Anthony, another Syracuse great, the only two to have 20 and seven in the championship game. Uh, so again, the better uh, the competition against Kansas, him and KD are the only two players to have 30 or more multiple times against Kansas. So uh, uh, again, I, I know Jared's gonna be very successful up there and uh, uh, very hard worker and high character person. He's done playing in the league. Uh, he's gonna run for president, senator, or hopefully come <laughs> back and coach at Baylor. He's got those three options. If the world's his oyster, then let's get it started here with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> what are those NBA skills? Where does it start out when you're given a scouting report on, on Jared Butler? Well, I think uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go because I have so many good notes on Jared Butler. I'm going to go to my notes because he was number one in the Big 12 in assist rate. He was number one in the Big 12 uh, effective field goal percentage. Number two in steals. He went from two steals a game as a freshman to 4.2 where he finished. He finished top 15 uh, in the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year voting. Um, the other thing about him is from 25 feet and further, he shot 48% from three on catch and shoot threes. He was 51%. So uh, I think Quinn's got a, a lot to work with there. He's got a two-way player uh, that can really pass it, can really score it. And uh, again, plays his best basketball in the biggest moments. That Those catch and shoot numbers, when I saw it in Sam Viceni's uh, draft guide for Jared Butler, stood off the page as yeah. something that this team could definitely need and the NBA can need. What have you seen from the translation from college guys that you get to the NBA in the different styles of basketball that you might see? Well, well I think I think the, the first and, and foremost thing is threes count more than twos. So if you get someone who can make threes, that really uh, stretches the defense and is something that uh, uh, as we look further and further in analytics, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rules, but you want someone to score at the rim and that's where Rudy comes in. And then you want to have guys who can knock down the three. And uh, um, with, with Jared, he's somebody that uh, uh, is unique from the standpoint. Normally, if you're that high and you're catch and shoot threes, you're probably not creating a lot off the bounce. Jared also can create off the bounce. And he's a tremendous uh, uh, pick and roll player. So he can play in isolations. He can play in pick and rolls. He, he's very good at catch and shoot. And uh, uh, I know with Quinn's offense, it's very uh, effective because they keep that ball moving. And we try to do the same thing. And uh, uh, so uh, Jared's used to being in an offense where uh, it's not a ton of over dribbling. And you're hopefully play, playing on more closeouts. Um, uh, and having more catch-and-shoot opportunities uh, than isolations. Does he ever get rattled? I watched that NCAA tournament run that you guys have. He's poised. He's a leader. Is there a, him in Monopoly where at one point somebody beats him and he's throwing the game board all over the place? When does he get rattled? Yeah, now I, that's one thing about uh, Jared. He's extremely coachable. He's a great leader, um, and, and he's somebody that uh, – uh, is, is a delight to coach. He's a dream to coach, uh, uh, happy for his teammates. Um, but, 
again, you usually don't get uh, players of that caliber that uh, are as coachable and humble as he is. Uh, stems from his faith. And uh, we have a culture of joy at Baylor, Jesus, others, yourself. And uh, Jared's somebody that, uh, again, um, for a coach, uh, to, to have an opportunity to coach somebody that, that is that humble and hungry and hardworking uh, and, and plays for uh, the team. Uh, that's why it's a perfect fit for, for Utah and why they're successful is because of their culture. I have written down that uh, he says he enjoys your dad jokes. What are some of the dad jokes <laughs> that got him going that he appreciated when you guys were in practice? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, he's one of those guys that uh, the glass is half full. So for him to appreciate my dad jokes just showed you what kind of person he is. But uh, uh, again, Jared's somebody that uh, uh, you want to marry your daughter and uh, in coaching. Uh, we're all pretty protective of our daughters, and there's very few. Uh, uh, we like to coach a lot of guys, but only a few we're going to allow to marry our daughters. And Jared's one of those guys. Macy Oteague also going to be in camp uh, for this Salt Lake Summer League. What can yeah. he provide and try to get interested in teams to see him play at the next level? Well, well, finished 31st OER in the country um, with a 1.26 OER, was a finalist for the uh, Jerry West uh, Shooting Guard Award. And uh, uh, the last six weeks, he led us in, in scoring. So um, Maceo is somebody that uh, out of high school uh, was, was under-recruited, undervalued, underappreciated, um, or you could just say was a late, late bloomer. Um, went to Mount Verde, continued to get better, had, I think, two scholarship offers out of Mount Verde, ended up going to UNC Asheville, and uh, very successful there. Um, coming to Baylor and a lot of people that when they transfer up, they, their numbers go down and his did not. And there's a reason for that. Um, and that is he continues to get better because of the work that he puts in. Uh, he, he's, he's the ultimate gym rat. And uh, uh, Jared, Jared will tell you that uh, uh, if you ever need to find Maceo, you know exactly where he's at. He's in the gym um, and, and anyone that uh, uh, studies film as much as him, uh, practices and works out as much as him, uh, it, they, their game will continue to get better. And uh, in five years, he'll be a much better player than he is today because of that. He, he, he can score in a variety of ways. Um, but I, if you watch our game, Texas Tech's one of the best defensive teams in the country. You watch our senior night, he sets the school, ties the school record in threes made. Um, and, and he's somebody that, uh, uh, again, no matter what level he's played at, um, he's in an extremely effective score. Uh, he does have a 6'10 wingspan, which makes him very good on defense as well. And somebody that, uh, 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 again, is a winner. And uh, because of that work ethic and culture, he's a natural fit for, uh, uh, for Utah. He scores 19 big points for you guys against Gonzaga in that national championship game. He seems like he has that same uh, type of DNA from Jared Butler in the big, big moments. He'll be able to rise to the challenge. Well, and this is this is this is kind of what uh, uh, sums up their success. Uh, I, I talked to Jake the other day and he said both of them are up here. Um, but but Scott, uh, I felt like I was a GA again. 
And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I mean, the first day Maceo gets here, he calls me late at night, wants to get into the gym. Jared, the first day he's here, he calls me, wants to get in the gym late at night. <laughs> and again, that's, that's what our, what, what, what our guys do um, is they just, they, they live in the gym and that's where um, both of them are really, really good in the community, great role models. Um, but guys that uh, don't have a lot of hobbies, don't have big circles. Uh, they, they truly uh, uh, love to get better and love basketball. And because of that, uh, I know uh, uh, what a tight-knit community uh, Utah Jazz players have always been with Salt Lake City and uh, what's made it a, a special uh, NBA franchise is that common bond. But uh, uh, I know some people, uh, just like everywhere you go, um, some people will say there's always strengths and weaknesses and uh, players that come to Waco, Texas, uh, just like any city, there's things to do, um, but there's less distractions here, and there's probably less distractions in Salt Lake City than there than there are in LA and New York. And you get guys that thrive in just being in the gym and being uh, uh, in their community and uh, uh, embrace that and love that. Uh, that that's a definite strength. And uh, both both uh, Jared and Macy are people that uh, I know. Everyone in Salt Lake is going to love cheering for um, and will love uh, uh, the work ethic and what they do uh, for the community and the Jazz. Well, we're looking forward to it and a couple of great Baylor Bears joining the Jazz just in recent times. And, of course, with all the history with Dennis Lindsay, Jake Lindsay, Royce O'Neal, all the connections and all the success uh, from Scott Drew and his men's basketball program at Baylor. Coach Drew, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, uh, again, congrats on an amazing year last year. And uh, uh, knock on wood, hopefully we stay injury free this upcoming year and have a great uh, playoff run. And uh, I know that all Baylor Nation will be cheering for you guys. It started actually with Epe Udo back in the day. It's true. Yeah. Ekbe. Ekbe's book club. One of the one of the yeah. of the NBA. There you go. Yeah. Coach Drew, I hope next time you're here, you won't be playing the Syracuse Orange. And I can actually cheer for you. <laughs> hey, we, we, we actually will be playing the Syracuse Orange in uh, Battle for Atlantis, possibly. Well, one. You might have one, to come down and check us both out. Yeah. One, one game I might not be rooting for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll be honest. Well, I love Coach Bayheim, And uh, don't play cards with him, though. That guy's a card shark. <laughs> the only thing I let him do is pick out the Italian restaurant in town. <sighs> Excellent decision there. That, that guy knows his food. <laughs> Coach Drew, thank you so much. Thank you.